0: Accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said apple and not Apfelstrudel. strudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now, there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners. Cause you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babble.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the Visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit visible.com.
1: Hello and welcome to NVC IGN's Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFritis, and today I'm joined by Janet Garcia. Hey. Tom Marks. Hello. And Brian Altana. Hi, how are you? Today we're gonna to be talking about the fifth anniversary of Amiibo and Smash for the Wii U, as well as some not super surprising sales charts and a whole lot more. So let's get right into it with the fifth anniversary of Amiibo. Brian. Yes. <laughs> I'm also very sad that we couldn't have pair on this week. So Brian, you're going to have to hold the fort on this one. Cause I did yeah. not fall into the craze. Like, no,
2: you're, you're queuing me up. Like I'm a, like I'm a, f- a former addict. It was a I,
1: accusatory you, Brian. Yeah.
2: Yes I am. Um, pair is, is uh, very much still addicted. Pear still gets Amiibo. Uh, Pear he Schneider just got has, yeah, he just got, and he got uh, Simon Belmont, which is a really cool looking one. See, they're dragging me back in. Um, <laughs> I when this, this show has a, has a long history of documenting the sort of the process of what it was like to live through that era, but also attempt to collect them at the time. Um, Amiibo obviously were, uh, I, I think we can qualify them as a craze at this point cause they were tremendously popular and now not so much, although they still have an audience and they still keep making them and the quality has actually gotten better and better. But for a while there, uh, Sort of married to the launch of Smash Brothers, we got uh, Amiibo pretty regularly and the shipments for them in traditional Nintendo fashion were completely unpredictable and unreliable and all over the place. And so that led to a lot of us going into stores and being like, hey, uh, do you guys have uh, Rosalina? And the mm. guy at Target being like, what is that? And I'd show <laughs> him a picture and he'd be like, did you check the baby girls aisle with all the baby toys for no. little baby did girls? They, did
1: they really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah. It happens. It's okay. I mean, an adult man walks into a Target at 7.30 in the morning to buy like a magical woman action figure. Well, Target is
1: er- open that early? Some are. Wow.
2: Yeah. It's so, impressive.
1: So Logan Plant, our NBC production assistant, actually went in and took some highlights from NBC episodes between November and December of 2014 Okay. with some wonderful snippets of your conversation with Jose Otero and Per Schneider Excellent. about- what you were doing at that time. This is so embarrassing. please let's put on your headphones. Okay. And let's <laughs> she doesn't and let's wanna. <laughs> let's travel back in time to 2014 when everyone was very, very obsessed with amiibo. Kendall!
2: I understand what people are going through because I had a moment the other day where I snapped and yeah. I was telling this to Jose where uh, I, I started this I'm like scratching my ear like a crackhead right now I started a <laughs> spreadsheet for these damn things you
3: didn't tell to, me that part to
2: keep track of all of them and I was like here's the ones I have already here's the ones I have pre-ordered and what went where Right. and then they started going okay now there's some of them are retail exclusive if you want Shulk you gotta go to GameStop, yeah. GameStop. and welcome. if you want uh, Meta Knight you gotta go to Best Buy and yeah. if you want uh, Lucario you gotta Lucario, go, go, you go to, to God of Toys R Us yeah. and they said Rosalina is only available at Target now, They they announced that, but you you can't find it yet. But if you go to Target.com and you type in Rosalina, you get, like, a Spanish album. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the only thing thing under that name. And two or three times a day I've gone in and typed Rosalina on target.com and I've seen this thing pop up and it's a Spanish album the other day I go why am I doing this I'm 33 years old I just got married I don't need this character all from my wife's gonna walk in and be like who's that some girl from frozen she doesn't understand who that is I don't even know why I need this woman this statuette of a woman holding a star it makes no sense but tomorrow and today three more times and the next day I'm gonna go and Rosalina owes the album again and I don't know what to do and it's because I got bit by this collector's bug collecting is not easy this is something you, you you opt in. You can opt out at any moment. But the problem with Amiibos, and I'll tell you right now, the biggest problem with Amiibos is that just like the trophies in Smash Brothers, the more you have, the cooler they look. Yeah. They look awesome in numbers. If you get one, most people have told me, I bought one Amiibo. I wasn't going to get any. Yeah. Now I have the full set. Yeah, no, for I sure. I went to the store. I blacked out, and I got them all. And I go, like, I can't find Marth. And they go to 15 different places. I read, I read something on the internet the other day. Some guy drove 40 miles to find a Marth figurine. Okay. So like, but this is crazy, and I have all of these pre-ordered. Oh, I this no keeps going!
0: This. <laughs> but I said, "Shot in <laughs> the dark."
3: Target, didn't
2: you? I said, "Shot in the dark." What if I get an email from Amazon and they're like, due to uh, high demand? We and my pre-orders get canceled. So on my way to work this morning in San, like San Francisco, can you just, get me one too? By the way. I'll let you know. Okay. In San Francisco, I'll look which is for it you too. It was up in Marin, it was right. pouring rain this yeah. morning. Yeah. I, got I, hate, the, I so I got off the hold on. I got off the train four stops early this morning. I walked into GameStop. I walked, GameStop. I walked over the corner, soaking wet, hat on, hood on, wet, just gross. And I look in the corner, and there's Star Fox, and there's Kirby, and there's Link. And I go, none of the new ones are there. And I walk out, and I walked into Target. and I shuffled through everything. This and, is what I'm doing. In and my I walked spare in, time. And none of them over there. And then I get to work. And 20 minutes later, Jose goes, "You want to go to Target? I heard they have them all there." And I was like, "I was
3: just I there. just got off the phone with the lady. See."
2: What, what's wrong with this? Is a problem. You guys but, are sick.
1: No, only I blame, Nintendo knows I, how to do this to I people. blame
3: you, too, because I was fine. I wasn't going to buy all these. It's a good we band. had this podcast, <laughs> and you guys were like in this pact, and I got to witness. And then I edited the freaking show at home and said, you know what? I got to do I it. I want to do it, too. And if you, this happened to you and you're a
2: listener, I'm sorry. I did not know. It did happen because gonna... this is a virus that's spreading, and people go, I can't find Marth, so I need him. People yeah. want what they can't have. And no, people are going exactly to the stores. It. They're buying 10 Marths. And they're coming out, and they're like I got ten marks in I just blacked out in there. I don't know what a happened A friend of mine bought <laughs> four
3: little Max yesterday. See, I want to punch your friend because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like have one
0: yet. But, but it's like it, it was. And by the way, guys, it's exactly like that with Skylanders, <laughs> yep. where like there's some figure. It's called Fartor, and
3: it smells bad, and you do really don't want it. Fartor. Is, Is he lame in the game? No, I'm making that up. But but like
0: <laughs> the, if you can't get him, you want him, right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, okay. and so
3: Fartor can and we make a pass here,
0: though, that if one of us finds Rosalina, we'll buy it for the other two. I was totally down for that. Wait, if,
3: so i have to pre order it for both of you no no
0: not pre order if you walk into a
3: target oh, you can always fair. cancel a pre order what yeah. is happening to this podcast oh my god <laughs> so what are the other ex-
2: what are the other exclusive figurines <laughs> hey i want i want you guys to you just say, i, just I want you guys away. to commit <laughs> I'm totally in. I'm totally in to do okay. that. Jose yeah. is out then, right, so no, it's just you and me? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. If, I'm I'm in. in. Fine. Hey, if, you, if you I going to walk into a Target me. with a hoodie on and then, like then a big jacket and a beard and, I, 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 and I'm buying one figure and it looks like the girl from Frozen, I might as well buy three.
3: <laughs> so I'm calling stores. And like yesterday, <laughs> I called Toys R Us. Yeah. And I say, hi. Uh, so I'm calling to see if you have this product Nintendo makes called Amiibo. And I, spell, I always spell it out to her. A-M-I-I-B-O. She's like, oh, yeah. What's up? And I was like, I'm looking for... Certain characters. So she goes to the section. So who are you looking for? I'm like, Luigi. And she says, Is he blue? <laughs> <laughs> now that's Blue Link, also known as Mars. I was like, that's Wait, Luigi. Maybe they had Mars. I, do, I was scared to ask because I didn't know if she would know. And then she, just, and then she just read off a bunch of names. And when she said Captain Falco, I was like, we'll be right there.
2: <laughs> and
3: I hung up. So that See, was I, weird.
2: So I have, I have some rules to amiibo hunting. Number one life. is I never call stores. Why don't you call? So, so yeah. here's the thing. So when Mario Kart Super Circuit came out for the GBA, right? <laughs> I <laughs> I straight up stalked GameStop and Toys R Us. I would call them up like every 45 minutes for like Super a circuit? week. Super Yeah because I just wanted I wanted a new (laughs) Mario Kart and I had the GBA and I was like this is great so I got I called up so much that they started recognizing my voice so I started inviting friends over and they're like is this Brian yeah and I put them on the phone and I'd be in the background and be like no, no, the Super Circuit, not nah, Mario, not the other Mario. <laughs> like, Hold on, you no Super Circuit. And he's like, I hear him back there. <laughs> so that became a problem for me. So I got, I had to stop doing that. So rule number one is, I don't call stores. All right, I'll find out if they have inventory online, or I'll walk in myself and look around. Rule number two, I don't go to the same store twice in one day. <laughs> <laughs>
3: because that's the problem then you start getting
2: recognized by the dude who worked the same shift twice in a day Uh you get him at the top of the morning and you get him in the afternoon But but
3: but do you go every day then once a day, will maybe. you pass this? St- if you're if, going to Target once a no, day, no. If I'm walking by and I see one, maybe, but I'm not going out of you the way. You don't walk by and see them. There's no display, no window or anything. There's, I
2: know you got to walk in.
3: You go in there looking for something else. Or is that how Do you lie yourself? You peek to yourself in
2: like this? when it's like the second time for the day, like you. Peek no, because this is not like this is not like the '80s where they have the storefronts where I could put my hand against oh. the glass. And <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was imagining. That would be a great visual. Yeah. I would like that. You know that Simpsons gif of, of Grandpa Simpson where he walks into the house, he puts on the hat and takes off the hat and walks out? <laughs> I've been mean, doing that at GameStop. Where I walk in, the Amiibo section's right there. I walk in at GameStop on Market Street. And I know a bunch of those dudes there, a bunch of the people that work there, they love, they love IGN, they love NBC, they used to come up at noon. Um, and I, would, I walk in, I look at the Amiibo rack, and I walk out the door. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> it's a four-second shopping. They just lean
3: over each other. Don't worry, he just does that every day. <laughs> but, so,
2: but, like, I, but to our listeners, I, I mean, again, this should serve as a cautionary story. Stop yeah, to you. you know, uh, learn from our mistakes. The, if you already own some, you're already in.
0: Animo.
4: Goodness
2: gracious! Wow, is you, this is this like my last episode? And you guys are saying <laughs> this is like
1: a <laughs> No, but Brian. Wow! So I didn't realize that most of that would be you.
2: Yeah, I didn't either. That was. Uh, Did you
1: follow your own rules?
2: Uh, I did and then, then I then I got out. Um man, that was an interesting time. First of all, shout out to Jose. I love yeah, that dude. Before
4: yeah. we before we dive into the amiibo part of it, I gotta echo Jose there. Super circuit?
2: Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> Which just, is actually my, my least favorite Mario Kart in retrospect.
1: I'm just surprised that Frozen is still such a relevant reference. Yeah, like what you're yeah. talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. At least you're hounding GameStop about an actual game and not like pre-order bonus (laughs) pins for pokemon rumble for wii u which i did yeah who would do such a thing i did that it was me
2: you know what it is though (laughs) like we are we are inherently obsessive collectors because of video games that's Mm. what video games train us to do that and then like you put these things in the real world and we're like i gotta have them but your point
4: your point in that clip about them being like smash Bros. trophies Mm -hmm. right that they just they do look good together
2: yeah yeah there's a power in numbers right um God, it was a weird time.
4: But Amiibos, <laughs> amiibos have completely changed from that, mm-hmm. right? Like that's This, this is the wild thing about how, from then to now, with what Amiibos have become, and, and kind of the, the the roller coaster that they've been on, is it was this obsessive thing, partially because Nintendo was, as you guys explicitly laid out in that clip, uh, it was it was a terrible, terrible system of mm-hmm. like short supply and confusing retailer support and in precise dates of who was going to get what and how much. And it was this nightmare scape of that stuff. And it fueled that it fueled that mania. But n- then it sort of like dropped off where there was a period where like everyone was like, okay, amiibos are dead. amiibos are gone. No, no, and there was, suddenly, there was a very
2: specific savior that came in and that is the animal crossing franchise.
4: <laughs> well, right. but <laughs> well, what, what I mean is there was this dip where like people thought they were just like, people are over this now and what has happened since and what i really like about amiibos for the last couple years is now they're just sort of like specialty toys that nintendo makes and Mm -hmm. they're like significantly more low-key and you know when they're gonna come and they're very more straightforward to get and they're three dollars more expensive that too but they're better too they look a a little nicer like at least they 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 have transformed in this thing that is not the like integrated video game toy thing that they were originally pitched as Mm -hmm. but are still like like a pretty cool little thing that Nintendo just makes these nice, high quality toys occasionally.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that's really awesome because if you look at Nintendo's history of like toy making, despite the fact that they were originally a toy maker, like there actually isn't really a ton of opportunity to pick up figurines or action figures in 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 Nintendo scale, right? Like I mean, there's Jax, which is the company that makes a lot of kind of like smaller action figures. And they've run the gamut of a lot of very popular Nintendo franchises, including, I think they've done some Pokemon stuff. But like for the most part, like you're not really gonna get a figurine of Rosalina any other way. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're looking for. So which which some
5: of us are, apparently.
2: (laughs) But the Animal Crossing franchise came around and that's when they flooded the shelves with all of these characters that were like most, even the most diehard animal crossing fan. Like me was kind of like, do I really need that beaver? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. like
4: those llamas, man, yeah,
2: the llamas, the alpacas or whatever they no, are. No
4: one needs those.
2: Yeah. I mean, my, my philosophy with collecting is it like, and this is like, this is all very pre Mary Kondo, but this is like, if you, if it doesn't bring you joy, like throw it away or mm-hmm. don't do it. And so I think my breaking point was I bought, I bought a, a Pokemon one and I was like, I don't even know who this is. <laughs> like, I was How? like, I don't even know who this is. I don't know who this character is. I don't care. I think it was Lucario. I was like, who I going to guess that. he's yeah. like a karate rat. Like, what is this what? man? Like, don't, I don't,
5: don't, I, don't like means to Lucario. I feel like you go out of your way to not learn about Pokemon. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not that you don't know. It's that, it's that you're like, it's like you reject the information. Yeah. It's like, it tries to go into your mind and it just, something blocks. He still, so, he
1: still remembers the names of his favorite Pokemon. That's true. Which are
2: uh huh. and the horse. Gosh. <laughs> close. Right. So close. Same as Mudbrain. Mudbrain. There are That's several. Right. The Horses. sound of
1: a donkey and he plays in the mud. Mudbrain. Yes.
2: I feel like it's very po- logical. With me in Pokemon, it's kind of like that when you skip that day at school they taught you something important and then you just kind of faked it for the rest of your life until one day it was like, you don't know somebody's like, You don't know how to tell time? And you're like, I wasn't there the day when we learned the big hand and the little hand, so I've been looking at digital watches my whole life. But sometimes there's a real clock, and it's scary. Shut up.
5: The fact that you had that
1: ready to go so immediately raises I, just more questions. That's OK. We, we have a clock in the room where um, my fiance and I play video games. Mm-hmm. Whenever I need to check the time, I look at my phone, and he's always like, Casey, there's a clock right there like why do you have to know like, i'm I not just, here to show off i just don't i don't think about that way to tell time anymore it yeah i'm not be, trying to do
2: a puzzle from the 1800s i'm just trying to find out what time it is yeah, um, i just
1: want the no no i'm kidding <laughs> i can read a clock i just choose not to the only amiibo i've ever owned is the cereal
4: what oh my yes. god what? yes that doesn't count
5: the cereal box but it does count it, it is. is the coolest it one it was amiibo. i got it because it was so weird I had to have it. The only other one I want is um, I've considered getting some of the Splatoon ones because you guys know I'm a big fan of Splatoon. Mm -hmm. Um, But the only other one I considered outside of the cereal box was like the giant Yoshi because it's like cool and (laughs) nice. Uh, Same for the small ones too; they're just like really interestingly crafted, which is another thing that was really cool about Amiibo. How they how Nintendo transformed what you thought an amiibo could be—like it was more than just a statue. It could be like a little plushie It could be a box of cereal. Mm-hmm. And or when that cereal Pikachu. came out, also the thing about the cereal—it was like a two and one. It's like, oh, it's cool because it's an amiibo, but also I gotta know what that cereal tastes like. So right. I, I went on like a huge hunt for that cereal because so that, many people it was in here. such like like the demand, and it didn't have like they didn't have it anywhere. And then you would just like madly go through. Oh God, I feel like I'm going to get clipped out in like six years now. now They'll get you. Now I'm scared. But I would just go to like all these different cereal aisles looking for the cereal. And um, on the N V C Facebook group, you know, people were posting about it as well. And one of my friends who I think actually met him through the N V C Facebook group, uh, Trey, shout to Trey. um, He had some extra ones and he was, and he lives in Chicago, um, which is where I'm from originally. he was like, oh dude, just come through we have extra cereal for you. We can give you, I think he gave us four boxes, which oh is very good. He had a lot of cereal. Um. <laughs> this is like Paris Pact. Yeah. You this?
4: <laughs> Did you follow through? I need to know. Did you follow through on that pact?
2: Uh, I believe so. There was a couple times where we were helping each other out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
5: And funnily enough, I also know Trey, in addition from meeting him through NBC, I was on uh, his podcast, Nintendo Main, uh, which was always a fun show to be on. So we like knew each other through that. So it was also like this weird podcast pact mm-hmm. thing where I like pulled up. I think it was my first time meeting him like in real life as well and, and i was like cereal. hey what's up like he's like yeah this is my fiance." like here's here's like where i live but also here's the cereal and like we got out of the car and it me and my brother went in because you know i was like let's make sure that we don't get murdered no offense trey but you know i didn't it was, like, first time here and then maggie just waited in the car and we're like okay we're gonna go get the cereal and it was just so weird it was just like an odd i,
2: I feel like i feel like a dude come, being like come through i have eight boxes of mario cereal there's a there's not a there's not a zero percent chance that you're getting murdered it
1: sounds like some illicit deal
2: <laughs> it does yeah yeah. I remember ordering that cereal. I got it off of Amazon for like $11, which is way more than cereal yeah. costs. And then I sat down and I ate a bowl of it. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, Mario cereal. And I took like one bite and I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm not nine anymore. Like I can't have like <laughs> also, a bowl like, of marshmallows the and cereals, go to work.
5: The cereal's not that good, but like, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't eat the cereal. That's you have true. to have the experience.
2: No, I, I buy like probably one Amiibo a year at this point, which is nice because mm. it means that instead of collecting all of them, I can just focus on specific ones that I enjoy here and there. Like I bought the Link's Awakening one in a harpy because mm-hmm. it's like one of the coolest looking things that Nintendo's ever made. But uh, it in terms of all the ones they put out the last few years, I haven't at all. And I, I see Pear, he still collects them. And it's so funny to me because it just feels like it's, it's kind of like going back to like your hometown and like your friend that you grew up with never moved and is still going to the same bars and restaurants. And he's just like, yeah, I really like it. It's going great. And I'm like, there's a whole world out there. And he's like, no, no this is perfect. This is all I need. But there's no like structured release schedule with these no. things anymore. Like they sort of show up in bursts. Like they'll be like, here's Simon Belmont and Dark Samus and then like two Pokemon or something like that. Um and it's completely arbitrary.
5: Yeah, I think the other thing that's kinda weird with the way amiibo still pops up into the modern era is like through games, of course. So you can use them to like unlock certain things in games. But what's weird, especially, you know, being on the wiki side is we kind of never remember that that's a thing. We're like, oh yeah, like let's check if the Amiibo do this. Or hey, it says it has Amiibo functionality. Let's like grab all pairs of Amiibos and see yep. what that functionality is. Like and That's kind of the cool thing about um, collecting Amiibo as well, even though I don't collect them. like You never know when you needed them until
1: it's kind of too late, which also, I guess is kind of I'm sad. I'm very glad that Pear collects them because oh, it yeah. helps the wiki team so <laughs> much. Yeah,
5: right before like, I started here, I oh was my like, gosh. can there... you scan all of these into Yoshi's Crafted World? I think that's Tom what it was. Like, Yeah, yeah. It yeah it I walked over you. there
2: one day with my switch which is luckily a portable system and yeah. i stood there and i just scanned everything and i remember like scanning stuff into breath of the wild also mm-hmm. to get like weird dubious food or whatever
1: he, he even mm-hmm. had the monster hunter stories amiibo like yeah at launch. So I was able to use them for the Monster Hunter Stories um, wiki and make a video about it. And like a lot of people couldn't do that because he imported them.
2: What's interesting about Amiibo is the way people collected them. Obviously, some people got just their favorite characters, which is, I think, the healthy thing to do. It's more like, yeah, that's kind of what I did. Some people got all of them, which is what Pear did. And some people got all of them and then never opened them, which is just like a hundred something Amiibo all still in the box. They take up five times more space doing that. And also you can't use them.
1: It's an investment, Brian. Yeah. In 10 years, they're going to sell them for $15 instead of 11 Instead of
2: 11 Yeah, well, so that's- No, what... I
1: don't know. Some of them might actually sell for a lot so of money. So
2: weirdly enough, um, BoxBoy- uh, mm-hmm. which I believe was j- Japanese exclusive is the most it's like the one of the rarest ones it's one of the most expensive amiibo but mm-hmm. I, I go to you know we all work a lot of conventions through this job and I'll I'll constantly see like there'll be like a, a display rack with just like all the amiibo at like a stand at like a PAX or something like that and they're all roughly the same price they always were mm-hmm. They they still do look really good all together though I mean I never thought about like Keeping them all in the box. I think Jose was actually keeping them in the box. I don't know if he broke down eventually. Um, Can you
1: imagine opening them all at once? Oh, no. That would, that would be, make a sweet YouTube video. Yeah, it would. So many mm-hmm. people like destroying 10 year, five years of memorabilia I by opening so them. Mad.
2: So like weird footnote to this thing is like I'm I'm a father now and I wasn't when I was in that clip because that would have been a little bit crazier. But I have like a big case of Amiibo at home and I was going to I think I was going to bring them in a Salvation Army and I probably still will someday. But in the meantime, I was kind of like, oh, my kid will love these. And I like every now and then she'll run into the bedroom and point up at the top of like one of our shelves in the, you know, like, like you have like a closet full of clothes and stuff like that. And shoved in the corner is this like blue box. And she'll point at it and just be like, bah, bah, and I'll just grab it and pull it down and dump it on the floor. And she'll play with them for like an hour. <laughs> and like awesome. she doesn't know. Any of these characters has no point of reference, just like her father has no idea who the Pokemon are.
4: (laughs) See, that's wonderful, because that's also what the very first Smash game was, right? It
2: was all like a
4: little kid playing Mm -hmm. with toys.
2: Yeah, just giant hands coming in and bashing them together. So they did find a purpose, and eventually I will give them away when she grows out of them.
1: She'll never grow out of them.
2: (laughs) That's Her dad did. (laughs) 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 What if she's like, I got to get the rest of them. You got to finish the set.
4: To be fair, it's because her dad- What a horrible movie. Her dad was the dude in that clip talking about it, who's apparently- by his own admission was scratching his ear like a cocaine <laughs> addict or whatever it was.
2: No regrets. Yeah. No regrets at all. No, I'm glad we, we got to do that. That was good to live through that.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, we then- did get a couple of more comments from uh, our listeners on the NBC podcast forums and also from pair. Cause he couldn't be here today. Uh, Pear says, I remember the stress of potentially not getting an order in to get one pre-orders tended to pop up right when I was in a meeting or even when recording NBC, a few people on staff would slack and text each other immediately.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I really, I remember like importing them too. That was a crazy thing—is like mm-hmm. importing stuff and then like spending like thirty-five dollars on them. And they have like a, they had an MSRP of like twelve ninety-nine or something. Mm-hmm. I think they're fifteen ninety-nine now. Um, and we would go on like weird dubious japanese websites and spend like 29.99 plus 14 dollars shipping and stuff
1: i've done that for things before they came out with like a a special christmas edition alolan vulpix one year and Mm -hmm. i desperately wanted it and i expected to get it as a present and i didn't so then i went and bought it for myself for twice as much on ebay (laughs) (laughs) because i wanted it that bad so, uh, but, but if but you again, really, really want something, just the
2: eBay buy it the eBay available. scene around uh, around Amiibo was crazy yeah. too. Scalpers like all over the place,
4: right? But again, that's that's not kind of the world we live in now with Amiibo. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's interesting. They're pretty with, readily available, yeah. With Pear's collection, now that he has all of them, it's actually fairly simple to. Continue that, right? Because right. they're really clear about what's coming out, and and kind of they'll give a date about when, and they're not as often these sort of limited supply, gotta pre-order it, you'll, you'll never get it sort of mm-hmm. things. So now that he's like done it he can just continue, he can maintain that much easier than especially the beginning of the days when you guys were making blood pacts about Rosalina.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's still, I, I mean, obviously I think there's less people buying them uh, cause the craze has died down a lot, but there's also, I think it's easier to get them. I don't think it, it's, it's as much of an insane rush. Yeah. Um, and we keep talking about the quality of them. They really have gone up mm, like that first, have. that first wave of uh, link with, we used to call it the P stick. He had this like he had this yellow support column connected to his leg, right? And it was so it was like, why is this yellow? And then like Diddy Kong was sitting on like a or Donkey Kong sitting on like a blue ice block. Like they were scoped very weird. And then eventually they they got a they got the quality got a lot better, and they they did the did a really good job of hiding sort of the support columns for
4: them. Mm -hmm.
1: So I do have a few Mm -hmm. more memories to go through before we move on. um, This one is from a, a lot of people commented on how they went to go get Rosalina. During a snowstorm. So I don't, I'm not familiar with snowstorms, but actually, no, I am. I got snowed in once and I didn't want to ever want to experience that ever again. So, Uh, good on you guys for dealing with snowstorms well, to go get Rosalina. It's because she's
4: the person from Frozen, right? That, that oh is true.
1: Oh my Yes, she has
2: those powers. That's it.
1: So Luis Rodriguez-Artero um, says, I remember listening to the podcast episodes where the guys discussed their Amiibo adventures and I was driving around stores to get my own. Kind of felt like an Amiibo support group. But biggest Amiibo memory has to be waking up early on my day off so I could go to Target in the middle of a snowstorm just so I could get try to get Rosalina on a launch day. And there is another one from Patrick Hughes is standing and shivering outside a target one early winter morning, realizing I was doing all of this to buy a figurine of a space princess. Mm. And um, this one's from Brandon Pruitt. He says, leaving to my closet, leaving to my closest at midnight and waiting all night. It was Robin and Lucina, so I was worried they would sell out. I bought two of each and wound up scoring a trade with a guy for Meta Knight whom I had missed. It was a great day. It's so nice. This is all just so wholesome and nice. Um, Sita Navas says their favorite Amiibo memory was waiting in line at Toys R Us with a mom clearly there to pick one up for her kid. And she was wondering what in God's name was a DDD. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think even the most hardcore Kirby fans could not tell you what in God's name is a DDD.
1: I know what a King DDD is. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> That's his a, name, right?
2: It's like a bird.
1: He's a penguin. That is a
5: penguin. Big, yeah. old, big old balloon penguin. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Great dis- disagree. Yeah. We'll see and what happens. This
1: there. last one from She's Martin. He's also a pro wrestler
2: yeah with a mallet our yeah, next maybe. memory Who knows? And, <laughs> and a bathrobe a lot of questions it's really. a
1: it's a throne robe because he's a king
2: I think it's a bathrobe yeah.
1: yeah watch the throne <laughs> gosh and this last one is from Martin Rickenback he says for me it was a sense of community engaging with other fans that I really remember that is why I started the NBC Amiibo group as a place to share and meet new people without the scalpers and manipulation it worked too I met a lot of great people hmm. yay. yay thank you guys for sharing your Amiibo memories and now on to some news. Hey. There's lots, there's kind of lots of news. None of it's super big. Um, but we do have the um, opening UK sales numbers for Pokemon Sword and Shield. And they're kind of incredible. Yeah, they're I mean, very high. Yeah. Um, so Pokemon Sword and Shield is num- in the top 10. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is taking the number one slot as p- for Pokemon Sword, the number three slot for Pokemon Shield, and the number seven slot for the dual pack. So this is in the UK, right? And this is in the yeah. UK. Um, it's the third biggest Nintendo retail launch in UK history. That's um,
4: Nintendo, yes. not just Switch or Pokemon. Yeah, no, Nintendo. Nintendo. Wow.
1: And it's the biggest Nintendo Switch retail launch ever, beating Super Smash Brothers um, Ultimate. And
2: that's really surprising. Yeah,
1: and it also um, Sun and Moon and We Fit are the ones that are beating it in the Nintendo list. Um, not hmm. super surprising. Um, this there's this. Might be a couple of reasons. So, 3DS, there are a lot more systems out there than Switch, which is another reason why this is so surprising. Mm-hmm. And also, Sun and Moon came out on a Wednesday, and Sword and Shield came out on a Friday, mm-hmm. so it had an extra two days of sales. Um, and this is also crazy, because Switch sales in the UK rose by 30% during the week that Sword and Shield came out.
2: Interesting.
4: That's hardware sales?
1: Yeah. Oof. Crazy. Yeah. Gotta close that 3DS gap, I guess. Yeah.
2: yeah, right? I'd be interested in seeing how many pokemon software launches sort of coincided within the window of a new hardware launch as well Mm -hmm. like seeing a dedicated switch light i mean i feel like almost every pokemon game at least got like a a 3ds or a ds special edition right Mm. or at least a lot of them did a lot of them did yeah Yeah.
1: i don't think sun and moon did the interesting Mm -hmm. thing about about that
4: interesting thing about that stat though because i was reading that those numbers too and Actually, the best-selling Switch in that period for that 30% bump from Pokemon was the normal, longer battery life version of the normal Switch, not the Switch Lite. Right. So <laughs> it it seems like, at least from, you could infer from that, that a lot of people were just buying a Switch for Pokemon, like buying their first Switch for Pokemon.
2: Which is probably a good opportunity to say that if you are holding out on buying a Switch for Black Friday— be careful which one you buy, mm. because the official price dropped one that Nintendo is selling with Mario Kart is the original version of the Switch that doesn't have the extended battery life.
1: That's that is a lame. really good PSA, and yeah. it's also very lame.
2: Yeah, it's kind Gosh. of a bummer. It's like look for the look for the Switch with the red box. That's the one you want that has very extended battery life. Obviously, not an issue with the Switch Lite because that's its own thing. Uh, but the official bundle that they're doing with Mario Kart for two ninety nine, which is not even really a great deal, is. <laughs> It, no. Yeah, I'm just throwing shade Tomorrow. everywhere. It um, is the uh, it's it's you know it's it's no super circuit. And
1: but w- while we're, we're while we're on Black Friday deals, there is actually a Walmart Black Friday deal um, that has a Switchlight plus Pokemon and a case for two hundred and thirty eight dollars and ninety nine cents. That rules, which is a really good deal. It's out of stock right now, but they'll probably restock it. Yeah. So just like keep an eye on that if you are in the market for a Switchlight and Pokemon.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 always good to remember that. Black Friday starts on November first now, so uh, <laughs> yeah. basically you are going to already start seeing these deals come out, and mm-hmm. it's it's just gonna, they're just going to get more and more frequent as we go into the end of next week.
5: Yeah, and then adding to what Brian pointed out, if you are buying a used or refurbished switch, you can check if it is the the original switch model or the new one by looking at the serial number, and you can just look up. Uh, we have a wiki page on like the switch light versus the or the switch regular versus the new switch regular that says the serial number on it.
2: That's awesome. I had no idea that was a thing. It makes perfect sense.
5: On the Pokemon numbers, it's
4: mm-hmm. really interesting now that we've seen both of sort of what I think of as like two of the big flagship mo- Nintendo mobile franchises coming to switch. It's interesting to see both of them find a lot of success on a home console because mm-hmm. that was A big question, right, was like, is the Switch going to be too expensive? Or Is it going to lose this kind of primarily mobile, cheaper, handheld audience? Is it going to find a new audience? Is it going to be more popular? And I think we just have an answer that like, yeah, these games can thrive on switch like they really really they're system sellers yeah they are yeah. and they and this any sort of fears that people had about like those mobile games making the switch just from like a financial success standpoint right is kind of ended up being unfounded a little bit
2: now from the moment we saw the msrp for the nintendo switch i think a lot of us theorized like that's way too high for sort of an entry level exactly. ki- kids handheld Um, but I think like with, with deals, with sales, with the switch Lite, there's, there's multiple ways to interface with that and just kind of bite the bullet and spend the 200, 300 bucks and play Pokemon. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've personally bought systems just for Pokemon as well. Like the Game Boy Color I asked for because all of my friends were playing Pokemon and I asked for a 64 because of Pokemon Snap and I can't after that. I probably just bought Nintendo systems. Actually, yeah, I've just bought Nintendo systems when they came out the day they came out ever since Mm -hmm. then, Mm -hmm. which is a lot, but yeah, like thanks Pokemon for having me (laughs) buy my systems and play Ocarina of Time. But um, I don't know. It's not, it's not surprising that it sold that well. Um, and I I wonder, and I wonder if, it skews the UK numbers at all because it's set in the UK, and maybe that made people more interested in it.
2: Oh, regional bias.
1: Yeah, regional regional Pokemon bias. I don't think that's actually a thing. No. I think that's totally <laughs> unfounded. Upon but. It, it would be really it would be
4: really interesting to actually look at that though, a, like in a in a actual scientific way mm-hmm. of like looking at sales by region. I don't know how much of that data is publicly available to that sort of granularity, but like Mm -hmm. it it would be really funny to see.
2: Now, we won't have North American launch numbers for NPD until the first week of December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be interesting, too, because that's going up against a bunch of really big holiday games, Star Wars, Death Stranding, at at its debut.
1: In the UK, this one, Pokemon Sword and Shield, went up against Star Wars as well. And Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was number two on the sales list. Yeah,
4: that's crazy. And that's a multi-platform game. mm -hmm. It both beat and lost to Star Wars. Yeah. Because Shield was three and Sword was one.
2: Yeah, what happened? So I guess sword's the more popular right mm-hmm. That was yeah, never going to be a not, question. Yeah. though. Yeah,
1: but not in the IGN office, because you know what we did when we needed to find a copy of sword? We didn't. We did, but only one person <laughs> out of everyone in the IGN office has Pokemon sword. Is wow. it
2: Jonathan Dornbush? No,
1: it's a bow. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. But everyone else has shield. Oh, interesting. Yep. Because yeah, we like, I like unicorns, shield. I guess. Magic horse. <laughs> mm. Magic horse beat it out. Um, So moving on, uh, and kind of I don't know how I feel about this, but Animal Crossing Pocket Camp gets a subscription service. Um, We don't really know a whole lot about it, even though if you're listening to this on Thursday on November 21st, it's already out. It was just kind of announced as allegedly allegedly coming on Pocket Camp Club Mm -hmm. and it lets you appoint an animal as a camp caretaker and the other gets you fortune cookies and access to warehouses to store furniture and clothing. There's probably more details about that out right now, but as of the time of us recording the show we don't know yet but that's a thing that is out now and i don't know how i feel about that because mario kart deluxe not mario kart deluxe but mario kart on the phone Mm -hmm. tour had a mario kart tour thank you had a subscription service that didn't do a lot for me i wasn't interested
2: yeah i did the free trial for it um If they're doing a free trial for this, I'd be interested in looking at it. I actually played a ton of Pocket Camp in the first few months. I think it was the sort of like sour taste that the previous Animal Crossing, Mm -hmm. Happy Home Designer, and then the weird board game one, Amiibo Festival. Mm, Yeah. AKA the killer of Amiibo.
5: I liked Happy Home Designer.
2: It was okay. I mean, that's they basically. But it's not like an
5: animal, it's not like a full Animal Crossing game by any means.
2: Yeah. And I feel like um, uh, the Pocket Camp was sort of a step in the right direction, but. They quietly sort of kept populating that game with more and more kind of nefarious, icky mobile stuff. And that really pushed me away. There was a lot of like sort of like randomized, you know, oh. like almost like loot crate stuff. Um,
1: I just I just found it to be kind of boring because the whole thing was just it was you're just clicking. You just the whole goal was just to talk to people. Yeah. And to gather things. So you would just go to an area and talk to people and go to an area and talk to people to make sure that you were spending your resources appropriately.
2: I think it it removed a lot of the really interesting sort of connecting tissue that makes Animal Crossing fun. Um, Animal Crossing is not just giving somebody a fruit because they asked for it. It's also like walking across town and on your journey there being like, oh, a bug I don't have. Or like, oh, it's raining or there's a present or, you know, or like going to the train station, going to your friend's towns. Like all that stuff was removed for essentially four microcosmic environments that you could tap between mm-hmm. and then a couple of villagers that would be like hey i need a a, a shoe and you'd be like mm-hmm. oh, here's a shoe and Be like thanks here's this
1: did I, they release more info yes, while in the middle of the show <laughs> no
4: <laughs> yeah there's there is some more info uh so there's two service or two plans okay one that it's called the happy helper plan which will be three dollars a month 2.99 usd a month uh, that essentially gives you a you can assign a villager to be your town caretaker and they'll basically fulfill requests and give you rewards for while you're away so it'll, like help play the game kind of like cookie clicker almost when you're gone uh, and that's three dollars a month and then there's another plan and th- th- these come with other benefits as well like that has leaf tickets that come with it and the other one is eight dollars a month Ooh. and that one is called the cookie and Depot plan uh, which will, It's a lot more money, obviously, but it gives you five fortune cookies a month of your choice from a special new members cookie members only cookie shop. Goodness gracious! And then it also gives you the warehouse that can store up to five thousand additional items. Um, and will give you again leaf (laughs) tickets, fortune cookies, other things. uh, And both. And this is kind of an interesting thing to me. People who subscribe to either of them will get uh that says. This is, I'm sorry, I'm reading a news article from AnimalCrossingWorld.com, so thank you guys for that. But it says, all members will get severely <laughs> reduced crafting times. Nintendo's mm. example is a 24-hour amenity crafting time becomes only 30 wow. minutes. Wow. Oh my
5: gosh. That's so a, 24 that's hours
4: a, down to 30 ridiculous. minutes. Yeah. So essentially, these are a lower price plan and a higher price plan for like just getting you free stuff, making your game easier, or doing stuff while you're gone, speeding things up. It's pretty much what you might expect. Yeah. I don't like
5: that. $8 is a lot of money. One thing I will say that I actually really enjoyed about Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and I haven't played a whole lot of Animal Crossing stuff admittedly, because I was like, let's do New Leaf. And then I'm like, I'll just wait for the next one. But then it's like, when's the next one? I'm like, I could have played New Leaf in this time. Yeah. (laughs) Let me know if that's ever happened to y'all, because that that was kind of a waste of a lot of time. (laughs) But I I played Pocket Camp a lot. Uh, And the thing I really loved about Pocket Camp was just like doing the customization stuff. Like, obviously, the gameplay was a lot more trivial than it is in a mainline game but I really enjoyed just like trying to make my little RV look cool and like arranging where everyone would sit and like mm-hmm. picking out the little stuff and going for different themes and I, that's the part that I was really into um I played it for like maybe like a month or two like I was pretty into it um I taught at the time some of my students were also playing playing the game so I would talk to them about that sometimes um and yeah it was just kind of like a fun little taste of something it was like something to do um one problem with the game, though, with which is a lot of these mobile games um, that well, a lot of games that are made by companies that maybe don't make a lot of mobile games, I guess, because I don't want to say that like, Oh, all mobile games have this problem. Cause I've played plenty of mobile games that are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Most of those games are not Nintendo mobile games. Um, a lot of these are like very like time-based and like very limited. And it's kind of almost like you you have to be playing to get a lot out of these games. You have to be playing them all the time and like babysitting them all the time and checking in all the time. And, I do not have the time to do that or the desire to do it. Um, That is the one nice thing about at least you can kind of buy your way out of it. But for that price point, like $8 a month, you can get way better stuff for $8 a month. Like, I would not pay $8 a month. I wouldn't even pay $3 a month. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think this is specifically for the hardcore people who are still playing it. In the same way that, like, Amiibo price went up. And a lot of people didn't bat an eye because those people were were still in, embedded in that community and they still want every part of it.
5: Here's a question. Do we think it's bad that they have this as an option? I mean, it, it's, in, it's
1: They're scary. They're just adding it to the game.
4: Yeah, it it I'm less upset about it in the game, this game specifically, because like Brian said, like I'm not playing this game consistently and the people who are and are willing to spend this money and are getting that enjoyment out of it might... Enjoy that. And clearly, unless they go through and they rebalance the game so that it's just not fun and not playable, unless you have this service, like I don't really see much fault in it existing. Right. Mm-hmm. What scares me more is the fact that Tour had this and everyone was kind of like, this is dumb. And Nintendo's not response, but next step was to add another subscription plan to another game. They
1: were probably already working on this. 100%. And then they, they were like, well, this is already happening. Too late. I, but yeah. well, I think, we've all been there. I yeah. think they were absolutely <laughs> anyway. working
4: on it already. Like, there's no way you can just make a thing like this in the time between tour and now. Right. But it it does show that they didn't see the reaction or the response to tour mm. as a net negative. Right. They saw it as a net positive. They saw it as a thing where they were like, well you know probably some people didn't like this but we got these benefits from it or people did like it who used it or whatever they took from it i don't know the exact lesson but clearly they looked at that and they didn't see we should not do this and and you can take that as you will it's just like a little interesting that that's the message being sent kind of subtly here
2: yeah i mean they're definitely and we've mentioned this before they're definitely still trying to find their cadence with how to ship and sell a mobile Nintendo game. Yeah. And sometimes that's for Mario run, it was $10. You get everything unlocked. Don't ever have to worry about anything again. And then for other games, like, you know, you, you had to keep paying a little bit to kind of move the thing along. Um, animal crossing. I, I would have loved to give that game money in the first few weeks and months. And there really wasn't any reason to, and then they started adding a lot of sort of like randomized microtransaction stuff with the, with the weird fortune cookies. And that's when I bailed. Um, and we did a we did an episode of Fast Travel in Belgium where they had outright banned the microtransactions in that mm-hmm. game. Um, there's obviously some places in the world are straight up are like that's gross. It's gambling for children. We don't want it, and we're not touching it. And I do not fault them for that because I do think there is some sort of nefarious practice behind that every now and then.
1: Well, if you're playing Animal Crossing: Camp uh, Pocket Camp and you appreciate this edition please let us know I'm curious to hear what people who have been actively playing feel about this right I haven't so same I don't know Um, lastly in news uh, the game Awards 2019 nominees have been revealed Uh, smash ultimate is nominated for game of the year because it came out so late last year it was not included in the nominees and also the category defined as the best game appropriate for family play um the best family game basically is luigi's mansion 3 smash mario maker 2 ring fit adventure and yoshi's crafted world and all of those nominees are nintendo games which i guess i'm not surprised i mean when i think about nintendo games i can't really think nothing else comes to mind immediately.
4: Yeah, but I also wouldn't call Ring Fit Adventure a family game. You're right.
1: It's not a family game. That
5: is not for children. This category is definitely always, um, you know, in the years of the Game Awards has been a thing, which I'm not actually sure when it started, to be honest. Um, But Nintendo always dominates this category, and this is definitely one of the categories of the Game Awards um, that I'm not really sure what's up with it. Uh, As Casey said, (laughs) like, it's appropriate for family play, but yeah, nothing about Ring Fit Adventure. Like, even though it was kind of marketed as like, pass the ring and then, like, and then your friend will work out. And no then, one, like, you'll be waiting to do squats on the side. Yeah, like, that no one
1: wants to do that. Yeah, in I don't real want to do life. No I don't one, want one wants to play Ring Fit and be like, yes, watch me work out. And when I get tired, I'll take off the strap and give you the Ring Fit, which I just sweat all over. And now you can sweat all over it instead, yeah. right yeah. after me. Um, no one wants and to And Luigi's Mansion
5: 3, a game I absolutely adore. You, that you totally can play co-op. I'm like, I mean, I guess it's a family game because it has co-op, and I guess Smash, you know, has co-op, and Mario Maker 2, I, I mean... I, and all it, of these games n- have co-op. None, yeah, so it's just a. am like, I guess it's just like a co-op game that doesn't involve, like, gruesome murder.
4: Mm-hmm. Like? Pretty,
5: pretty much <laughs> oh, that, that sounds like
4: the, the <laughs> thing is. Except for Ring Fit, which, I do mean, I don't know. So, yeah, and I mean, Luigi's I think, Mansion, which yeah. has dead mm-hmm. people everywhere.
5: I, I'm not against having this <laughs> as a <laughs> category. I just feel like the... <laughs> What we're looking for here isn't like
1: super fleshed out.
5: The cute, it's like the cute ghosts, game with multiplayer out. category. Yeah, that's a good
4: Ring way of putting fit.
1: it. And Ring Fit, yeah. Um, I guess they're confused on where to put Ring Fit Adventure. I am glad to
5: see, like, it's it's awkward because it's like I, I love Ring Fit Adventure so much, and I would love for it to get something. But I'm like, oh, I'm not. It's I don't think I should get this either. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, the best. Fitness game. It's a a funny category. category. This
4: is no no hate intended towards the game awards whatsoever. It's just like a funny category to see. Or these
5: games. They're all great games. I think I think if you looked at any
4: category and the the nominees were five games made by the same company, no matter the company, it would be kind of weird. And like this especially where some of the things like Ring Fit is like literally a single player workout game. It's just like that's (laughs) I don't know. I do think
5: it is a bummer that Because, you know, these nominations are, like, made by people in the industry. And I guess it kind of sucks that, like, it isn't... Like, other publishers and developers don't come to mind for family games. Like, I guess I'm like, maybe there's not enough family games out there. Like, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, like, credit to Nintendo for making things that are you know, friendly for all ages and friendly yeah, for families and, and involve co-op. Like there's not enough couch co-op out there. And I'm glad that Nintendo does offer those experiences and Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um yeah, so it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a weird moment, like shout
1: out, but also I'm confused, but also those are good right, games. Right. So real quick, which one out of these would you choose to be the best family game?
2: Probably Smash Brothers. I feel probably. like probably. That- yeah, that's got that's sort of like you can play that game with all the bumpers on and make mm-hmm. it easy and fun and yeah, you know like you, kids can kick their dad's ass and stuff
4: especially like that. especially since they patched in uh, co-op sport for spirits yeah yeah.
5: So, yeah Smash Bros. But don't go to the stage the created stages because there's some not oh, family yeah. no, stuff in there oh, not yeah. family friendly. <laughs> uh, Luigi's Mansion would probably be in a way uh, I guess it'd be Yoshi's Crafted as a, my like runner up but to be honest the co-op in Yoshi's Crafted is kind of broken like it's yeah, way it too easy too to easy. eat you like it's like insane um and then Luigi's Mansion is probably a little bit
1: Depending on the age, maybe too complex. But I mean, if right. you're Luigi, you don't you don't have. You'd to. be surprised the complex things I figured out as a child that I go back oh, to yeah. play now. And I'm just like, how did I for sure. <laughs> ever find figure that out without the internet? For I sure. Just, like clarifying
5: statement. Like I think kids are a lot more capable than a lot of people want to give them credit for. Like I'm not saying that if you're five, you wouldn't be able to play that game. I just mean that depending on you know it varies because different kids have different levels of like gaming skills at various ages. So yeah. that one's just a little bit more complex than like Yoshi's Crafted World where lots you're just going of, left to right. Lots
2: of debates here, but I think it's important that we all agree that Ring Fit is not a good game to play with your dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Gosh, I am I'm, I'm just not going to go there. I had just, jokes. No, not, nobody, I had so yeah. many. no
2: nobody wants to get your dad's sweaty leg strap and just it's not worth it. Just don't do it.
1: And then play the on. games yeah. that we've mentioned before that move I'm not going to repeat. But oh anyway, exactly. um, Fire Emblem Three Houses was only nominated for um, best strategy game yeah but like i'm sorry the narrative yeah best narrative best story it's been a
4: real good year for games i think the
5: problem here and the reason i say i'm i'm sorry like twice into the microphone and once in a creepy whispered way is (laughs) uh i feel like in in part at fault because i didn't play that game so like i Mm. can't vote for it like i know it's a dope game but like i didn't play it i don't know that i feel that way about it so i think that's kind of the and that is the challenge with I'd say awards from whether it's the game awards or like websites. It's like who played enough of this game to Mm -hmm. fight for it. And sometimes that's just not there. So, um, yeah, I think if anything, like the fact that it's only been nominated for one thing just makes me, like, it's a reminder for me personally to be like, I got to step my stuff up and play more games from more genres because. I should have at least had something to say about this, and I didn't, so. I, th- I
2: think there's also kind of a inherent bias that comes with how recent something is, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and Fire Emblem might be just outside of the window for some people's admittedly short-term memory when it comes to recapping a year. Uh, my big thing was that Link's Awakening wasn't nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, Why is nobody agreeing with me on this? <laughs> I, I was not expecting four seconds of awkward silence I'm, there. I'm just gonna continue
4: how, to stay very quiet. How dare you, you and, all? You and
1: Zach still haven't had your you're furious. No, he had it without me it.
5: like
4: a coward.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Zach. We'll, we'll meet again. <laughs>
5: Zach. If I finish the game, I can also fight you
1: alongside Zach. You should finish
2: the um, game. I, it's, I feel it's like I feel a game I, of the year nominee because I played
1: me. that game to write the walkthrough. It's very hard for me to look at it critically at all. Oh, uh, So I'm with nice. You on that. Nice save Casey. No, it's, I, it's just how it is sometimes like sometimes when I play a game for features and how to's, I can play most of the game normally but when I do a walkthrough, it's impossible. Like the only thing I can com- I can comment on is like if it works and if the combat felt good and was fun. Yeah, like and it's like- it's it's like <laughs>
2: it's really hard to get drunk when you're wine tasting, you know? Because you're like right, <laughs> well, I, you're taking you note. Know,
1: hard disagree on both of those <laughs> things. If you're, if you're trying to succeed at wine tasting, as someone who's constantly I, I too drinking have challenged
2: wine, my own statement on that. As so. someone
5: who's constantly drinking wine and writing guides, sometimes at the same time, I would say yeah, but. Actually, on that note, I gotta head out because I have a meeting. But thanks for having okay. me on.
2: It's thanks, been Janet. it's been an hour since you've had wine, go. so
1: yes. Very quickly, what is your favorite new Pokemon? Because people want to know. Oh, oh. oh, I don't know. Slack I do me. like I do like the
5: one that you like a lot.
1: Okay, I guess I can say it now. Yeah, you can say it now. Appleton.
5: Appleton. Appleton's real good. Appleton. Appleton's what is really an good. Appleton? Oh, and I kind of I don't know. I like a lot of the new Pokemon. Oh, I like um, the a uh, vault. Well, like Galarian Rapidash is also yeah. really cool. Uh, which isn't too surprising because the Ponyta is really good. But the Rapidash is like
4: well, we can't, really can't spoil that. I'm, we spoil okay.
1: can't spoil that. Okay. We're gonna I'm not, not going to show it to you. I want to I read the Pokedex entry. I
4: think you should. I think it's too early. Okay,
1: no. Don't do it. do uh, it. It's only been like yeah, it's probably hasn't not. Been even okay, been a week. So we're, we're going to spoil this we next have, week. We
5: have a cool video that you should plug but I actually do have to walk out because okay. I'm, I'm late. Um, by the way, I beat Kirby's Dream Course and it's a good game. I know that take is very late but it's very good. I will tweet about it. At if you wanna get like this get in this Kirby's dream course discourse, I got you. Thank okay. you for
2: finishing that and not Link's Awakening. I know. Your time is limited, so or definitely Fire play, emblem. Play, play the f- f- fancy golf game from 40 hey, years ago. It has a rerun
5: feature, so it was a lot
1: easier to play. Get Plus, out. one of those two games holds
5: so up. It's not because Link's Awakening.
4: How dare
1: you? Hey, I th- I, I, I'm not saying Link's Awakening was bad. I think it was good. I had fun, but okay. also I was stopping every 30 seconds to write the incredibly complicated directions on how to destroy all the pillars in Eagle's Tower. Like, for I example. have, which oh. sucks.
2: I have a list of friends, and I have a big, fat Sharpie, and I know some names to cross out after this episode. Brian. It's not true. I wouldn't do that to you guys. I love you guys. You guys are great.
4: I'm staying just quiet enough to stay on the list.
2: You, you're, I got beef with you, Tom.
4: <laughs> you and me have talked about... We don't have to get into it. You and me have talked about my problems with Link's Awakening.
2: Okay. My, we, you and me have talked about my problems we'll, with you, We'll Tom. go
1: back. So during the episode <laughs> where we do a Nintendo retrospective, we, we can debate. Let's have a live. Let's do our live rank, Nintendo ranking as an episode. Let for, us know if that sounds like a good idea. For,
2: for what? For the year. For the year. Ooh, that's a really good idea. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know. You. I, I. think it's a good idea, mm-hmm. but it's my idea, so what's maybe your, I'm biased. I guess
2: we'll have to, I'll, I'll, What's your favorite Nintendo game this year?
1: We'll talk about that. Yes, in a later we'll find, later find out episode. soon. <laughs> we'll find out soon. Spoiler alert. Um. So out this week. Um. I don't. I think. So I haven't been able to play any of these games, obviously, because I've been working on the Pokemon wiki, but we have Garfield Kart Furious Racing. You didn't
4: have time to play Garfield Kart Furious Racing? I didn't. It's a funny week. I'm not going to lie in terms of releases when I was putting this together.
1: Yeah. And we also have Children of Morta, which, Brian, you've been able to play a little bit?
4: Yeah, I played a little bit of it. Uh, It's
2: really good. It's um, a sort of top-down hack-and-slash RPG that feels like a little bit uh, mana-like but uh, definitely doing its own thing and it's a little bit darker. I found like the traversing the environments to be like a little bit cumbersome because the, the the art kind of melts together a little bit. It's really gorgeous pixel art, but it sometimes gets a little too dense for its own good. Um, but it's definitely interesting. I'm going to keep playing it. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm pretty early on, but I like it a lot. Children of Morta
4: is a bit because it, it came out on PC earlier this year. Um, it's a bit of a sleeper 2019 hit. It's a game that a lot of people like especially on steam and just kind of doesn't get talked about very much because it's been a busy year. And I mean, like this was a game that people have been looking forward to, I think for like a year or two now right? at least. And uh, it's one that if you're looking for something sort of like off the beaten path that you might have a good time with, like you should probably just take a look at it at least.
2: Yeah. I think porting it to switch the week of Pokemon was probably not the best plan that I feel like Mm -hmm. that took that just conto- totally controlled the entire conversation. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, when you look at your Switch and you, there's a big square icons and you're like, what do I play? And Pokemon just came out. That's probably the one that's dominating. Yeah. Yep.
1: 100%. And then we also have Narcos Rise of the Cartels. Um, Which is I'm that, sort of interested in. Is that off, based off the Netflix series? It is, yeah. It's based off the Netflix series
4: and it's basically an XCOM clone based off of the Netflix series. It does not have great reviews on Steam. Oh, it's a uh, horror. It's not got terrible ones, but it's it's just like an interesting notable one for sure this week. Yeah, I love that show, and I was looking for like some strategy shooting
2: thing on my Switch, and I was interested in that one. But so is
1: Netflix just making games for all of their exclusives?
2: Yeah, and a lot of them are ending up on Switch. Yeah, like The Witcher. Oh, I'm kidding. That's. No, there's a, there's a Stranger Things game. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's been a couple more. They should have...
1: make a Santa Clarita diet visual novel and bring that show back. Anyway, um, <laughs> we also have Black Future 88 yeah. coming out on the 22nd. It's kind of um, like
4: a platformy, bullet hell, roguelike, cyberpunk. Let's just throw some more buzzwords, keywords in there. Uh, but it's it's one that I've had my eye on for a little bit. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it's it looks real stylish and cool. I'm hoping it's as good as it looks. All right.
1: So we know what games are coming out this week, but what are you playing? Everyone knows what I'm playing. What are you guys playing? Pokemon.
2: Uh, I started Pokemon, and then I also went back to Ring Fit, which oh, has been really interesting. I
1: also have been keeping up with Ring Fit.
2: Yeah, you know what I think it was Halloween. I think yeah. that the idea of adults eating candy multiple times a day for like a three week window <laughs> is bad <laughs> as much as it feels good. Um, and I think a lot of us were like, oh, no, time to exercise again. Mm-hmm. So I jumped back in there. It's also like it has, the weather's been really unpredictable in San Francisco. And so I haven't really felt like going outside and running around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I really like Ring Fit. I played it for a few days when it first came out and like all things exercise gave up and uh, I'm returning to it and I enjoy it it was weird because when I booted it up it was like Per Schneider gave you like 140 coins and I was like what does that mean can he see me exercising what's going on here
1: <laughs> we we were going to do our retro or like look back on a month of ring fit today and it's obviously not happening yeah but because I was not consistent enough with it I think I I played it 13 times in the last month so over four weeks I played it I played 13. 13 workout sessions It's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. 13 workout sessions. It was like they were between 10 and 15 minutes of actual exercise, which is probably equates to maybe like 30 to 45 minutes of actually actual playing yep. the game. Um, as you can see, I look exactly the same because uh, <laughs> exercise is not as important as what you eat. And I ate a lot of trash because Halloween and Thanksgiving is a bad time to try and get fit. I this learned. is
2: usually the time of the year where you can get a little lax and then just do a. Is, I, I do a cleanse in January and I'm b- I'm back on my.
1: When dish. I was reviewing Pokemon, I ate curry three times in a week. Like
2: that's on brand though, right? Isn't that a thing? It, the, Wait, what type
4: of curry?
1: Uh, I had Indian curry once and Japanese curry twice. No, nice. well, that's that's
4: that's ja- that's curry twice then, because Indian curry and Japanese curry are very different things. It's curry. Mm. It has curry in the name. Like if one of those was Japanese curries, was also like Thai yellow curry. I would say those are three different meals.
2: That's not that bad. When I was in Brussels, I it's- had French fries three <laughs> times in one day. That's bad. <laughs> that's th- curry three times in a week is whatever. French fries three times in a day is a problem.
4: I had curry last night and for lunch.
1: I really, really like curry. It's delicious. Too. Yeah, and. It's, I usually don't eat that much, eat out that much ever. I maybe eat out once a week mm-hmm. and eating out is very bad for you. But you know, when I'm at home and have a lot of work to do and I don't feel like cooking, it's like, well, I either don't eat or I order takeout and hope they deliver it to me. It's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think ring fit is great. Um, I have noticed myself getting better at the movements and it made me aware of some, uh, parts that i should be exercising more that i don't choose to <laughs>
2: that was like, a big one for me too yeah. where i was like do you want to try squats and i was like yeah that's easy and then i did like 40 of them and i was like oh no yeah no <laughs> my squats are like, hard yeah,
1: yeah. the chair pose it's like put your arms above your head and i'm like oh no <laughs> like, yeah like,
2: and it it, it kind of knows work yeah it, like it knows where you it's really interesting yeah. how well although, i mean we talked about this game a little mm-hmm. bit when it launched but like i'm i'm really impressed with just how smart it is mm-hmm. like it really knows like what 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 you're doing and where so yeah it's a really good game
1: so what are your impressions on pokemon so far Both i like them, right
2: i like it but i'm not nearly far enough to really make like an assertion okay. yeah i want to keep going cool uh
1: yeah. what are you playing tom uh i've been playing i've been this
4: week i've been juggling in the weekend i've been juggling uh jedi fallen order and which is not on a switch sadly um and pokemon And then before that and kind of interspersed, I've also been on Luigi's Mansion 3 because I haven't been on the show in like a month, Mm -hmm. which is why my beard is going out of control as you can see.
1: Is Uh, is this the only reason you ever like take care of yourself? Yeah, I only shave for NBC. You know what? Me too. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, No, it's just, it's got a life of its own. It's going to like get possessed by a human soul and turn into a Pokemon. That sounds like a good backstory for one.
1: is it November? Isn't it like no shave November? Yeah,
4: but I haven't shaved. I haven't shaved since like... I want to say September, man. It's been, it's bad. Really? Yeah. Everyone listening is like, I don't know. You sound the same, but it's, (laughs) it's bad. Um, No. So I've been, I was playing Luigi's Mansion a lot while I was on vacation, which was really fun. Um, I'm liking that game a lot, but I'm also a tad disappointed generally with it. Not, not in the game itself. I think it's a fantastic game, right? It is not what I wanted, which was a return to form of Luigi's Mansion 1, mm. right? It is it is still sort of not literally level-based like 2 was, but it is sort of each floor is it's right. mostly its own thing. You go through beginning to end, you get a button, you go to the next floor. Um, one of the things I really, really loved about Luigi's Mansion 1 that I think has been lost in the sequels, not saying those are worse because of it, just it's a different sort of path that this series went on, was... The fact that it was very, uh, this is an overused term, but Metroidvania-y, the the mansion in Luigi's Mansion 1 felt very tight-knit, and it felt very claustrophobic in a good way, right? Where you're like really exploring this place and like getting into a new hallway with a new wing was like really exciting and you'd find locked doors a lot and you were like, oh, I guess I just can't come get through this until later. Whereas anytime or most of the times you find a locked door in Luigi Mansion 3, you just gotta go find the key and then you open it. Um, which again, not worse, just different. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that this one was gonna be sort of a return to that Walking around, finding where to go, lighting up the rooms one by one. I really liked that mechanic in the first game, um, so I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's just been a little bit different than what I was hoping, but not again, mm-hmm. not bad, just different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then I've been playing Pokemon. I'm only I'm like eight hours in, and I'm I've been enjoying it a lot. And just yeah, it's it's a uh, it's been cool to see that and have it in my hands mm-hmm. after so long. Yeah, <laughs> especially because I didn't play Let's Go, so I. I, it's been a while since yeah. I've, the last Pokemon game I played was, I think, Sun and Moon. Like, I didn't do Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon yeah. either. So, yeah.
1: And I wanted to give a quick shout out while we're talking about games we're playing to um, some fans from the uh, NBC podcast forums on Facebook. Because yesterday, Janet and I set off to capture all of the new Pokemon in Sword and Shield so we can make a video. And there are a couple of Pokemon that are like incredibly hard to get under very certain circumstances. And to do that all within an hour or two was basically impossible. So without you guys, this video would not have happened to the caliber that we wanted to. So Jesse Graham, Joffrey Ramon, or Ramon, sorry, and Luis F. Rodriguez Otero, thank you for trading us in IQ Pink Curran, Corsula, and Obstagoon. We super appreciate it.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Obstagoon is a great name, by the way.
1: It's silly (laughs) as hell. So Obstagoon, you have to, I don't even know the exact parameters you have to do to evolve this thing, but it has something to do with battling Linoon in about 50 battles and then leveling it up, and then it will maybe evolve into an Obstagoon. And maybe it happens faster at night. I don't know. It's something I haven't tested yet because, oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of parameters.
1: And then Pinker and Ice Cube were just really low catch rate Pokemon. And Corsula shows up in this one particular spot in the wild area for shield users while it's overcast. With a five percent chance.
4: That's insane. And cool. neither
1: of us had overcast weather that day, so we could not catch that the Pokemon yesterday. So thank you guys again. But it's San Francisco
4: and wasn't overcast no, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding.
1: And nice work. Um, we'll have time for one. Question block question. Um, this one is from Adam Casamenta, and he says, "Hey guys, love the show, and all you guys keep the great work. I was wondering what you think the lack of support for Mario Party on Switch by Nintendo. A game like that has a massive audience and has sold millions of copies in an era where games as a service is the norm, and a game like Super Smash Brothers gets constant updates." Why are we still playing on four honestly boring Mario Party maps? I personally would pay a fee similar to that of the Fighters Pack, which I also have paid for, if it meant every six months or so we get a new Mario Party map. I mean, how hard could it be? Thanks for all the laughs and great times. Remember to get the thing. Uh, That's
2: a really good question. I mean... uh yeah, what were we going to say?
4: Well, if I may, I would say, Adam, I think you hit the nail on the head because I feel very similarly. Real quick, I do want to say, how hard could it be? Very hard. Never yeah. never underestimate how difficult game development is. Never underestimate how long it takes, all that stuff. It, this, I, I 100% agree. I think that them not supporting Mario Party with stuff like a DLC pack or updates or anything like that is a massive, massive missed opportunity because, like you said... I think the core of Super Mario Party was really good and the maps were just kind of like eh and like didn't make you want to replay them again and again and again especially when there were only four and we didn't get any new ones. So I totally agree with that but yeah, it is it's probably a lot of work and they probably somebody internally did the math on whether that would kind of cold hard calculations of whether that would pay off. Yeah, it's interesting
2: though because I mean like like he says and they did sell millions of copies of that game so you would think they would be able to justify developing something for it. That's yeah. also the kind of thing that like that gives the game a boost in sales. It makes us return to it. It pulls it back into the conversation. Uh, bigger question for this year is Mario maker, Mario mm-hmm. maker 2 very similar thing happened. Nintendo
4: really hope it doesn't go the same way.
2: Yeah. Nintendo kind of just, um, I don't, I don't think they abandoned support because it's, they have not outright said we're done creating stuff for mm-hmm. it, but that's a game that like shipped with a bunch of blank spaces for where new content could go And then it just didn't. And so I think that like, I think honestly, like when we're all recapping the end of the year and being like, what worked, what didn't, what did we like? What didn't we like? uh, Mario maker, I think is going to slip through a lot of cracks because people kind of dropped that game, and well, it wasn't really a big reason to go back to it.
4: And it's really interesting and weird when you look at Nintendo's track record and you think like, okay, well, they supported Smash Bros. really well with DLC. They've supported Splatoon really well with live events. Zelda had stuff. They, Yeah, Zelda had some small DLC packs, or not small, but, you know, like a couple of mm-hmm. those DLC packs. Uh Even, like, Mario Tennis Aces had, like, a a few DLC characters here and there. Like they actually did update that game. And Mario Party didn't get anything. Mario Party and Mario Maker haven't gotten anything.
2: And neither did uh, Sunshine. Or yeah. I mean, um, Odyssey, so, Sunshine, Sunshine,
1: Sunshine yeah, also. Like, oh, yeah. no, but technically <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Patch my I,
2: GameCube disc.
1: I feel like at this point we're not going to see anything from Mario Party. I think, I think so too, and, and it's I'm sad. super disappointed about that because I love, I love yep. Mario Party and playing those maps and thinking about what they used to be, like in in Mario Party Two. Like those maps were almost infinitely replayable, mm-hmm. um, and these are just feel a lot more small and contained. And even though the gimmicks make them more diverse in that way, the the theme. The thematics isn't really there to yeah. make it as interesting and yeah. i really wanted to see more it's just
4: real disappointing cuz it really like it, it really was a game primed for that like mm-hmm. both what like adam and you guys have said it it was a game that very very easily could have found a lot of new life and a lot of success and a lot of uh ec- like added value through even paid dlc mm-hmm. and it just didn't yeah. and we just kind of got silence and that's so a yeah, super cool. big bummer
2: weirdly the last time we all collectively talked about mario party was when the switch Lite launched and we talked about how you couldn't really play mario party on the switch Lite. yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. well, oh, well.
2: hopefully something's coming soon
1: whomp, whomp. or thwomp 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that is about all we have for you guys this week for nvc igns nintendo podcast nintendo voice chat remember you can always watch us on YouTube or IGN.com or listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify at 3 p.m. every Thursday. Uh, I was your host, Casey DeFridis, here with Brian Altano and Tom Marks and Janet Garcia, who had to leave us a little bit early. But thank you so much for watching. And remember, this is the only place you can.
2: Get the thing.
5: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein